Thank you for listening to the FCS Podcast with your hosts, Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, do you believe? Welcome back to the FCS Football Podcast presented to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Sean Anderson, and we're bringing you the best FCS football podcast on the market, best for analysis, best for production quality, best for entertainment. Can't find anything that we're not the best in. Just the top dogs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Top dogs. Top dogs. So, someone, <laughs> someone, yeah, it was. You know, someone argued. Some would argue that uh, people you know, like to copy the top dog, but we're not going to get into that. Sean, this past weekend, oh. Sean, this past weekend we were at Albany, oh. and I, I witnessed the most monotone PA announcer I have ever heard. So remember against Brown how I was getting really annoyed, how overly excited I liked them, th- yeah. that our PA announcer was? Sean liked him. First down, Bears! This guy for Albany was... He sounded like a golf announcer doing a football game. It was like, Albany with the touchdown. Go Danes. No. First down. Albany marches down. <laughs> Gain of 10 yards. <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm very excited for this game. It was like that. It was that qu- Like, he was so monotone. Get on your feet. Let's make some noise for the great Danes. That was what it was. <laughs> he had a good voice. He was just no emotion put in his inflection. Nothing. Just straight... Albany with the first down on the play. It was just like the most... I'm a writer, but the PA announcer got sick. (laughs) (laughs) It might have been the case. (laughs) See, like, no one ever notices that, but you probably do, and I do. I always notice PA announcers and stuff. Oh, I I did get complimented on my pipes today. Your pipes? Not my arms. My my vocal pipes. By By, by somebody. I got got complimented. Who who said that? Was it Chuck Wilson? <laughs> what? I just come on now. I can't name drop. No, you can't name, name drop. drop. No, no name drop. Okay, name fine. Drop. All okay. right, it was Wilson Chuck. Did PT Navarro ever <laughs> okay, ever say? Stop yeah. it. Oh, right. oh so now sorry. you don't like the name drop, huh? Oh, <laughs> you don't like the name drop game. Nobody. This is gen- Chuck yep. Wilson's I, a generic name. Oh, PT Navarro is a very generic <laughs> no, name. It's also, not. no, it's stop it. Stop, stop saying his name. Stop. I'll stop saying your guy's name. <laughs> fine. <laughs> we have multiple guys. Just stop. Stop giving. You started it. That's why I said somebody. Fine. God forbid a professional God. in the field compliments you on something, and I try to acknowledge you. Yeah, no, they didn't need to know it. It, it was could just have been for a you. random person at the coffee shop. It could have been like a random oh, uh, barista. Be like, you have a keep great going, voice. Keep going into keep going into details. We'll get into details. All right. I'll get he was there at eleven at night. I'll get up his contact. Free. I'll get something. Oh, I'm boy. sorry. It's okay. So we have some interesting things to discuss. The water cooler today, folks. Idiot. Grab your cups. We're walking on over. Because the first thing we have to discuss that I am juiced for is that FCS is coming to College Game Day or other way around College Game Day is coming to the FCS. We have the first FCS game of the season, probably the only one, but still heck of a matchup, South Dakota State, North Dakota State. We're getting it. Brooking, South Dakota. Mark it down. Oh, God, that was a bad voice, guy. Mark it. Mark it down, folks. Damn, I don't think I've voice cracked on this show yet. <laughs> oh, well, you have. Yeah. But, it's um, just gone on notice. Oh, well, I noticed. Yeah. 
Okay, but make it all about you. Not about FCS College Game Day. I see. I I really wish we I could watch this. You might be able to, but I can't. Folks, if you're listening to this and you did not know I'll already, be in. please find the time to sit and watch. Take out your schedule your whole morning and watch this. I'm watching you, Tebow. You better be there. <laughs> you know, guys, I really like North Dakota or South Dakota. The, these Dakotas, Tebow's man. Tebow's not going to be there. He's not. Yeah. You're kidding me. Tebow's got better things to do. So the other thing that we have at the water cooler. Oh, I like Tebow, though. That's the problem. Is one of our ooh games last week was Sacramento State. Montana, and we were talking about how big this game was going to be, how important it was going to be. And Sacramento State and came out and clobbered Montana State. Big victory, Get huge wrecked. win, homecoming. They wrecked them. They dominated them all over the field. Kevin Thompson had a heck of a game, played incredible. That whole team and that team is on the rise, and I tweeted this out. They're my favorite to win the Big Sky. They're going to continue to sneak their way in because they're – only two losses are to FBS teams. Why do we keep doing this? Why what? do we keep saying every team that we mention, especially in this Big Sky conversation like three weeks ago, we said Montana State and Montana and all these Big Sky teams are going to be uh, huge powerhouses, and now Montana State is getting wrecked. It's Montana. You have Montana State. Oh, I wrote Montana State. Oh, man, that's my fault. Why are you tripping me up? That's my fault. Sorry, folks. Sorry for the miscommunication there. I meant to say Montana. Sacramento State. I think I threw Good that win, in Sacramento there. State. Good win. Whatever. Yes. Sorry, Whatever. guys. Next. We know we, next, we're, we're not that inept. Whatever. You Final thing is that we want to give a little pat on the back here. We already patted ourselves on the back on Twitter. Sean's really mad at me right now. We already patted ourselves on the back on Twitter because in our upset watch, we picked three. All three games we put in the upset watch, we picked them, and they ended up being upsets. Furman losing to the Citadel, 27-10. Sam Houston State blanking Nichols, 17-0. And Southeast Missouri beating Jacksonville State, 24-21. Did you say the first one? Yeah, the Fur- Furman, uh, Furman losing to the Citadel. I said that. Okay, I missed it. Okay. But we right. were accurate in this, and, you know, I think uh, people need to know that we... Uh, we did it. We, we did, did the it. damn thing. We, we did it. We, we, three for three on the upset watch. We know more than I think people want to give us credit for. Say what you want about the FC estimates that are going to be coming out later on in the week. Say what you want, but for talking upsets, we know what we're talking about. Yes. Yes. All right, now we have the games <laughs> that save our job, and to this week was not as easy to pick the games for as it was... Last week, which we completely threw out the whole script for the show. This week, we have two games. Delaware beating UNH and Central Arkansas just narrowly beating and coming back against Northwestern State. An 0-6 North, Northwestern yes. State team. So we're going to talk about Delaware UNH first, who beat UNH. Delaware beat UNH 16-10. to This was such a hard-fought defensive battle. A game that you probably would have predicted the the way that it went in the sense that not a lot of spectacular quarterback play, a lot of good run run uh, run games for both teams, and just a lot a lot of defense. Pat Kehoe only ninety four yards passing and two picks. Brosmar one hundred and sixty and also two picks. I don't believe any passing touchdowns were thrown. Now that I think about it, but the uh, the key stat here is Dewan Lee for Delaware twenty three carries, one hundred and three yards and a touchdown. He is the 
star player from this game, and right. I love talking about old school football. I just love talking about it. And this is the definition of old school football. No one can, for the life of them, throw the ball, and they can't complete any passes, and they keep throwing interceptions. But this game was won on the ground, it was fought, and it was also a good defensive matchup. So, like I said, run games dominated the day. God, this is just riddled with with so many errors this document i just i keep i keep reading more and more errors over what i what i typed the last night god what was wrong with me so this uh this game was 10-10 and two field goals essentially sealed it for delaware giving them that 16 points and with very little time left unh marched down and threw an incomplete pass on a fourth down on the 20 yard line they heaved it for the end zone a little bit too wide. Brosmar was not able to hit his mark. Heave, no good. Just overthrows him. That is how you get the ball game. It just the score is indicative of of how it how it looked. It didn't look like it was a pretty game. It looked like old school football. It looked like an absolute battle. The teams were bludgeoning each other. There you go, another B word. Want me to see one more? Yeah, give us one more. Give the alliteration. <sighs> Literary devices. I want to say broad, but I don't have a. I don't. Okay. I can't use. Broad I just there. don't force it. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was a re- smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a really hard fought game. Uh, obviously, we are spoiled in the FCS, uh, given that we get to see a lot of high scoring matchups, and we get to cover those. And we get to see a lot of pretty touchdowns and a lot of awesome pick sixes. But this was not one of those games. This is one of those games that you just watch the game and you kind of, you're like, oh my God, you know, this game is still going on. But you're also like, oh my God, you know, it's football. This is what football really is. It is, people are making mistakes, but people are also capitalizing on the mistakes. And you get to see just how both teams are are really operating under these pressure situations. And who's going to, because if it's anybody's ball game, you just see who's going to come out on top. And it's just the... The beauty and suspense of it, which is similar to the beauty and suspense of the next game that we're going to be previewing, Joe, if you want to get into it. This game, the next one, we sadly were not able to... Recapping, pardon me. Recapping. We sadly did not have any footage to really take a look at here for this game, but we were able to scrap together what we could. And this game needed to be talked about just because of the element that it was in. It was not too heavy-weighted ranked teams facing off. It was Central Arkansas facing a winless... Northwestern State team, and them just barely edging them 31-30. to The Demons. The Demons. That's awesome. They, This game needs to be talked about, though, because it was a hard-fought game by Central Arkansas as they were down, they climbed themselves back, and they continue to show this resilience. Sometimes you have these games where you get caught off guard against teams that are really not that good. This team right. lost actually to a Division II team, if I'm correct, Northwestern State. And they were able to fight back and win in very last-second fashion. Epler and Smith were the two quarterbacks on opposing teams. Three touchdowns and two interceptions, both in their statistics. And then LaJuan Winningham continues to be a dominant receiving threat. Nine receptions, 168 yards. He's awesome. Incredible. LaJuan Winningham is absolutely awesome. And if we didn't have a, a guy here at URI that we could we could kind of marvel at and say, wow, he's going he's going to be doing some big things, LaJuan Winningham is, is the next guy on the list. So do you want to tell us how this game ended up finishing up, though? Yeah. Northwestern State said, hey, we're going to buy that. We're going to go for the whole farm here uh, after scoring a late game touchdown, and we're going we're gonna to try to win this thing 32-31. to 31. Instead of kicking the PAT – 
and then subsequently going into overtime, they wanted it all, and they threw an incomplete pass. And then their dreams for their first win against the season, first win in the season against a ranked opponent in Central Arkansas, fell flat. So you got greedy. Uh, maybe you didn't get greedy because you don't know if you're going to take this win with you in overtime. If maybe you can't keep up, maybe you just because they got rolling early. Uh, they 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 were up 21 to seven at one point in the game uh, against Central Arkansas. So maybe they said that they see that the team is team is tiring out or they're uh, fluttering and they can't they are not projecting themselves to be able to finish in overtime. So you go for two there, you take the shot. I don't know. I think you have to trust your players to come in and play at a different level in overtime opposed to risking the farm there on a two-point conversion. I guess you could kind of look at it that they were considered to be the major underdog, and maybe it was just an attempt to say, hey, if we're going to win this game, we got to win it now. It does not end up working out for him, for them. And this game really, like you said, had everything. It was just so unexpected. No one really expected Northwestern State to go the full length with Central Arkansas, but Central Arkansas just a little bit more uh, successful in this game. They obviously have more talent, so they were able to sneak their way out of it and get the uh, eventual victory. So our segment three this week is a packed one. Segment three being our surprise scores that were very unexpected. And let's hit these. We had... uh, Southern Illinois upsetting Youngstown State 35-10. to Pretty lopsided upset for them. Gosh. Penguins got, got eaten alive. Yeah, Penguins got eaten alive by the Salukis. Um, oh, Sacramento State dominating Montana, which we already spoke about, 49-22. to All facets of the game, they balled out, they killed them, they came to play, and they proved that they are now the obvious favorite in the big sky. Liberty, 59, Maine, 49. This one's just surprising. Because 44. 44. This one's just surprising because of the score and how many damn points were scored. <laughs> look, look, Liberty is, I get it, they're FBS, but they're kind of like, they, they should be FCS. They were they, they just moved up. Yeah, they are not, not <coughs> like that. They're not, Maine should beat Liberty 10 times out of 10. They should. Maine is supposed to, supposedly one of the most talented teams in the CAA. They're kind of getting exposed you know, this season, uh, you know, new coach, new system, kind of, you know, changing it up. Black holes not looking like the black hole, like we said last week, dying star. But look, you can't let Liberty drop 59 on you if your big calling card to your team is defense. Yeah, I think this was just, again, it was just very interesting to see that how, how high scoring this game was on both ends, especially with a freshman quarterback. Yeah playing for Maine. Final one was another upset. Florida A&M 34, NCAA and T31. So, in overtime. Yeah. Number 10, NCAA and T went down. So those are our segment three games. And now we have our fat stats. And we're just keeping this a little bit brief here this week. Sticking to what we know best and just discussing our offensive fat stats. Sean, who was your fat stat? Is your stat fatter than mine? Richmond quarterback Joe Fagnano threw for 444 445 yards and five touchdowns. Can't, can't even get it out. It's, it's, so a, it's a lot of Fs. Oh, it doesn't even. <laughs> fat Fagnano, 445 yards. There we go. Oh, five touchdowns. Say that 10 times fast. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> He's only on one mine's, try there. Mine's fatter because. Oh, here we go. So I'm going to read this stat. Josh Davis, I'm not going to tell you who he is. Josh Davis, 328 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, four touchdowns. So that sounds like a pretty. Big game for a quarterback, right? Sounds like a pretty big uh, 
stat line that's like, oh, it's a good performance. But wait a minute, Joe. He's not a quarterback. They know who he is. You never know. Yeah. I'm just mo- – look, most people obviously know who Josh Davis is because he was it's an electric freshman. But he's not a quarterback. He's a running back, folks. He had a quarterback stat line in the, in in this game against uh, – Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. 328 yards. That is a career high for him. Four touchdowns. That might make the – and I'm pitching this to you – Final regular season show uh, that I want to do. Maybe we compile oh. our fattest stats of the year. I like that idea. Would, you, yeah, you, we go okay. back and look at them. I like that. After the season's over, we'll yeah. uh, we'll do that. Yeah, November before we uh, head back and get some turkey and some stuffing. No, it would be after that. It would be after. Well, it would the, be regular uh, season. Tournament. Regular season. No. Okay. Yeah, regular season. All right, we'll we'll, we'll discuss the uh, the semantics of it. Semantics. Now sit down, folks, because you need to be schooled on friscology. Need to let you know what you need to know about how to get to Frisco. How to get to Frisco from wherever your team is, wherever they are in the ranking, and how they're going to find their way in that top 16. And the coaches poll, taking a look at it, the first thing that I want to say, why is Sacramento State not higher than eight? They've continued to play at an elite level. I understand that they're 5-2, and two, but you have to look at who they lost to and how close those games were. They were FBS opponents. I want to see next week after they win their next game, Sacramento State in the top five. I'm tired of, you know, being fickle about them. They need and deserve to be higher up in the rankings. I'm not a huge fan of Princeton being, being at 13. I don't I don't like Ivy League teams being oh, that high because oh. they're 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 not in contention for the tournament. The highest they should be able to go is 17. Why would you put a team that high if they can't compete in the uh, in the tournament? That okay. just isn't making sense to me. New Hampshire lost to Delaware, and now Delaware's sitting at 19. Like, give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. It's, they're not 19. They're not. No. Uh, Central Connecticut State, I want to applaud to them, earning their very first top 25. Oh, this is the second time that they were yeah, in the I top 25? Yeah, last week they were 25. Um, no, they were not ranked. That was in the stats poll that they were 25. Ah, so the, for right. the first time in the coaches poll... They earned their way in. Florida A&M 6-1 sneaked their way in. And then also Sam Houston State, after bouncing back with an upset this week, they're back in it. Now they're sitting at 25. Dart- Dartmouth said 16. We have two two Ivies are in the top I don't two. like that. I told you earlier in the year, I want the Ivies subjected in the 20 to 25 range. So That's where they need to sit. So UT Martin doesn't make the list. Southeast Missouri State doesn't make the list. That's fine. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand what UT Martin <sighs> and Austin P would. Uh, pre- they would eviscerate an they Ivy would League team. Eviscerate Princeton and Dartmouth. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. That is frustrating to say the least. We we sadly did not time this up well enough to have the stats poll, so we're not going to be able to get to that one. We'll do a little. Th- stop giving me I some. Just, gotta let the people know, Sean. You don't. You don't need to let them know, <laughs> but it's fine. I'll do. We'll do a little tweeting uh, to let everybody know. So last last, as we always do to uh, wrap yeah, things up and cap things, we have Kwame's corner where we take our social media interactions. We actually have a, a question from uh, from Kwame this week. We usually get a lot of comments from him and. Uh, he tweets some great stuff at us. A lot of good points. <laughs> Even the little uh, little argument me and him had over the CAA. But his question this week uh, from Kwame is, uh, for Scologists, who are your top eight seeds right now? Sean, you got any, uh, any picks on your top eight seeds? 
Here, let's see. I'm going to tweak up the coaches poll here. Okay. Um, one, two, and three are fine uh, in that order. Uh, North Can Dakota you, State, yeah. James Madison, South Dakota State in three. I'd switch Weber State with Kennesaw State. Uh, so we, uh, Weber State would be my four. Kennesaw State would be five. Uh, fine with Villanova at six. I'd put Sacramento State at seven. No, no, no. No, no, no. Sacramento State is six. Villanova, seven. Illinois State, eight. I think my eight seeds, I don't want to switch. It, this all depends on what happens this weekend. If it's a close game between North Dakota State and South Dakota State, I wouldn't adjust it at all. I think it's going to be North Dakota State, James Madison, South Dakota State in the first three, like you said. Um, I'm actually going to put Sacramento State at four. I think oh, that they've, they've wow. earned it. I think that they're going to continue to earn it. I would put them at four over any other team. Well, only one of us picked them last week. Yeah, but I did not. Yeah. Um, I, I think in addition to that, though, I would put Kennesaw State right after them, Weber State right there. Uh, at six, Villanova is probably my eight seed, and then I think uh, I, I would say Illinois State, or depending on how Central Arkansas finishes, would be my seventh spot. Yeah. So in that range, Villanova has to finish out strong if they want to finish better than eight, where I put them. But I think that they're sneaking their way into that top eight seed. I would like to see everybody else's top eights. So you could tweet at us your top eights. We could see yeah, I like that. how much yours fit with ours, how much yours fit with the coaches. Uh, so if you want to, you know, tweet us your top eights, and then we'll uh, we'll let you know what we think. Yeah, we'll give you a little feedback. Or, or you know, you could just do it, and we'll, you know, be a little little fun exercise on social media. You know, what, going forward, Sean, you know what I want to do? Kwame, I really you continue to give us great ideas. Why don't we, after we read the top 25 polls, why don't we give our eight seats? Why don't we do that? Because we're, we're past the halfway point in the season. We're starting to, we're starting to, to reach that end point. We're yeah. starting to get down that final path. So we're going to start doing that. Yeah, we're going to start doing that. We're going to start preparing an eight seed. Thank you, Kwame, again for more additional insight. Uh, next question we have from Ryan That's Roberts. That's why he has the corner. Exactly. Best fan we have right now, without a doubt. If you want to compete with him, you, you're more than welcome to. Masseroni's picking up some speed, Yeah, Masseroni's right behind. It's a clo- it's a one A one B. Well, I mean, it's you guys have a nice connection. Yeah. Given that he's a trumpet player and you're a trumpet. Okay. I- I'm a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. No, is is he trumpet? Oh, he said he was a trumpet. Yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry, Nick. Hey, Nick. <laughs> your idol over here, Joe DeLeon, doesn't know. I'm his idol. Okay. <laughs> We're the same age. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That's disrespectful. Can we get to the uh, Ryan Roberts? Great question that you gave us here. It's. Who are some players on the FCS level that NFL draft junkies should keep an eye on? I, if you do not know, am an NFL draft junkie. I freaking love the draft. So some people that you need to know, and these first two are not because we have a bias to their location, but circles are starting to talk more and more about the two of them, and that's Kyle Murphy from Rhode Island and Aaron Parker from Rhode Island. They've picked up a lot of steam over the past few weeks. You can expect Aaron Parker to get drafted. I think that there's a very, very good shot. He's going to show out at his pro day. Uh, would not be shocked if he had a combine invite, that kind of stuff. He's done very well. And the Kyle Murphy's in that range where he's going to be late seventh round, undrafted free, very high priority undrafted free agent, which will be another offensive lineman coming from Rhode Island. So the others have left to go to other schools to finish their final year, but Murph stuck around, uh, and he'll be another one of those undrafted priority free agents. Other people that people need to know about, though, Rashad Robinson from JMU, corner, very, very good. Yep. Dante Olsen, incredible linebacker, just a dominant dominant guy in the middle. He was nominated for the Buckus Award watch list. Uh, if we're talking quarterbacks, the 
most well-known one right now is Tom Flacco. Really depends how he finishes the year. Depends how he measures too, because he's listed at six one, but I've heard some rumors that he is five nine. Media day, you know, it was, he did not. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not even a rumor. Next to him, it was kind of. Yeah, anyone who's seen him, he's he's five. Well, you shouldn't have an accurate judgment because you're so much taller than. No, no, everyone. because I know how tall you are, and I know how tall he is. I why can't Wait, I? Am I taller accurate... than him? Uh, you're about the same height. Okay, maybe. but you're five eleven. So it's a... Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois safety has yeah, also great. picked up a ton of steam. He is huge. He's a giant safety, six three two twelve. I love big safeties, and so does the NFL because it's so rare to have an athletic mover at that size playing safety. Um, James Robinson actually is the right now, right next to my next guy is um, has the most steam behind him, and he's actually going to get drafted. Probably the earliest, James Robinson from Illinois State. Uh, Kwame is familiar with him. He is in that third to fourth round range. If he does very well and he continues to do better, he's gonna. He might be a lot for high, higher up than that. Yep. He's got that uh, the potential of David Johnson behind him. He's oh. got that opportunity. He's compact. He's very big. He can be a bell cow back if you need him to be. This is someone who actually came completely out of nowhere, and that's uh, Adam Troutman from. Um, of course, my DACA acts up right when I start talking about him. Um, yeah, Adam Troutman from Dayton, who t- is a tight end, who didn't really have that crazy of a year last last year and burst onto the scene with huge production this year. He's already doubling on pace to double what he had. He is currently ranked as the fifth tight end by NFL Draft Scout. So oh, yeah. you got to watch out for him. He's a big body, way, loves Troutman. to hit, great blocker, and a phenomenal threat to catch the ball in the red zone. Last guy I'm going to close it out with for our draft prospects is Aiden O'Neal. Um, I'm actually uh, familiar with him. I've I've snapped to him before at camps and stuff. He's Towson's kicker. There's actually a shot he gets drafted. If not, though, you really don't often see a very high-priority free agent for a kicker from the FCS. It's very rare. He's a beast. Yes, he he's a very good kicker. He's really good. Clutch kicker, which is <laughs> yeah. something that's very, very rare. I think that a lot of scouts get hung up on these guys from big schools because they have big legs, but you need to look at how do they do in crunch time? Exactly. How do they do on long field goals? And he he's done amazing on all of them. You got anything to th- throw in there, Sean? Or uh, hang your hat on that? No, nah, hang my hat on that. Are we going to get to the last uh, one? Here? Nick Masseroni, final question. For some reason, he tagged. BMAC in this, he said, BMAC continues to say the cream is not rising to the top yet. This is due largely in part to the mass amount of conference parity. Spelled parity wrong. I'm sorry, Nick. (laughs) Just noticed that. Uh, Big Sky CAA, SOCON, OVC. How will the committee determine the better conferences and distribute at-large bids accordingly? I don't think it's a matter of determining the better conferences. I think that if you try to get caught up in the semantics of that, you get into a dangerous situation. Yeah. It's a good point that you acknowledge, though. I will say that that they probably will try to to take into account what the better conferences is, but I, I want to more so focus on the teams that are in contention and who they've beaten. The CAA teams are always going to have an edge. The OVC teams are always going to have an or not the OVC no, teams. OVC doesn't have as much of an edge. Um, sorry, I meant to say the Missouri Valley Conference teams are going to have the edge. The Big Sky teams are going to have the edge because. They're always playing competitive teams. They're always playing the best teams. And while they might have four or five losses, they still have played tougher schedules than most teams. That yeah, they might get factored in as, hey, they're a better team. Like, like Stony Brook's a good example. Who they'll, you know, they're four and three right now. If they pick up one more loss and they end up being six and four, 
or they stay at four and three, three losses is kind of hard to get in, you know. But if they see that they went oh, overtime with JMU, that that could factor into their decision to to being favored for um, or favored by the committee. You also have to take into account too that it's not just a matter of them playing a tough in conference schedule, but they're also playing and scheduling very difficult opponents. Like Towson played Florida, yep, and Delaware played Pitt, so they they're scheduling as hard of opponents as they can because they act like the SEC out of conference games need to be difficult for them. They're not afra- afraid of the opportunity to play these teams. So right. it's just, it's going to come down to that. It's just that the, whoever has the toughest schedule and performs in that, that needs to be taken into account rather than who's playing in the arguing, who's playing in the tougher conference, because it's going to change every season. That's a great, that's a great Kwame's corner. That was probably the best one. That's the, the best um, one. We've three had. amazing questions. Thank you all three of you guys for the great questions. Uh, again, awesome discussion that we just had. Plenty of time for Joe to talk to by himself. Love it. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Love my own voice. All right. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. That is going to be it from us. Be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. And if you happen to stumble upon us, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, um, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, we're there. If we're not, let us know. We'll try and get ourselves on there. Also, if you can't find us, you can find us on the Believe.com website spelled B-L-E-A-V where there's a number of other amazing shows, 100, over 100 amazing shows that they have in their arsenal. Also, we got, what do you got something to say? I was going to say, hey, tell your friends because everyone has a friend that's gone to one of these schools. And if we're talking trash about them or if we're saying good <laughs> stuff about them, tell your friends to come on and listen to the boys yeah. because we got something to say and we want, you know, we, we want more people to start getting involved with us and start listening. Word of mouth is really big for us. So if you do have somebody that, that went there or played at FCS school or knows anything about it, or maybe if they want to learn about it, you know, let them know a little something. Also, you know, give uh, give us a follow on social media at Joe DeLeon, D-E-L-E-O-N-E, and at Sean Anderson 65. We're being joined by Ed Lee, who's We're dancing not, in front Ed's of us. He's not coming in. No, he's not coming in, but he's, he's dancing in front of us, who's a, a member of our football team. But make sure you follow us and on point with what Sean said is is encourage more people to listen, but also encourage your friends to tweet at us. If you haven't noticed, we love talking to people. I have so much fun talking with people on Twitter. It's probably one of my favorite things that is really starting to ramp up. I will never not at least give some type of a response. It's the best. Yeah, it's just I, I love hearing from people. It really makes it really makes me happy. Uh, seeing stuff and it makes very Sean very happy because no one likes him and talks to him ever. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> also, be sure to follow Believe Podcasts on social media at BLEAV Podcasts. Have a wonderful rest of your day, folks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.